We are on a series of lessons the last several weeks called A Man in Christ. Uh, and a man in Christ, by way of reminder, means a man, a woman. It's a generic phrase. We could say a man or a woman in Christ. We've been finding out what the scripture says about this and how this is going to really change your life. I'm convinced it will. It's changed mine. It's changed every person's life that I know that, that dives into this and finds out what God says about who you are and what he's got available to you, not only now, but also in your future. And so I, I want to encourage you, as we go over this key scripture that we found uh, last the, from the very uh, very first uh, uh, lesson that we started beginning this series. We're gonna we're gonna read it one more time today, and then next week we're really gonna start a process and a plan where we're gonna see this working in your life and how it can work in your life and how it can continue to grow and develop. Listen, what I'm sharing today and in this series of lessons that we'll be in this entire summer is that. If you will get this, this will be a huge key for your spiritual growth and development. You can be in the room and you could have rolled up here out of bed, never been in church in your life. But today, if you'll have, if you'll just plug in and listen, listen a little bit intently, you're going to start seeing God work in your life in this area. If you've been around for 40 years like me and, and you've been hearing it, if you'll just listen just a little bit more intently, I guarantee there's going to be nuggets that God's going to give to you. They're going to lock some things in your heart and you're going to start seeing fruitfulness go on from your days on. Can anybody say amen to that? Here's our key scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 through 4. Paul writes this and he says, I know a man in Christ. Here's where we get our phrase. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, he says, whether in the body, I don't know, or whether out of the body, I don't know. God knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven. He had this spectacular experience we've said in weeks gone by. Everything concerning God and the will of God and the word of God is supernatural. It's supernatural that you're here today. <laughs> it's supernatural that we can give, as I said a moment ago, and partner with God. We plant seed. He makes it grow. That's supernatural. But, but, but Paul says this. He says, this was spectacular is what's going on. I, I know a man in Christ, and he's writing about his own life. Whether it was a body thing or something, I can't quite figure it out. He said, this, this person, and he's writing about himself, we found out. He, he, he said, this guy was caught up to the third heaven. He was caught up to the very presence of God. Let's keep reading. Look what he says in verse 3. He says, and I know such a man. I, I know such a man. I know a man in Christ, and I know such a man. We found out Paul's saying, I am that man. I want you to identify yourself as not a woman based, a woman with some drama, a, a guy with some history, a guy with some problems, a teenager with all kind of stress and anxiety and fears and worries about the future, or, or, or a, a senior about how am I gonna how am I gonna make it? And what's going on in my body and my money and uh, how, what's the end of my life? No, no, I'm not gonna identify. Don't want you to identify like that. Identify as a man, a woman in Christ. I know such a man. I know such a person, and, and it's you. That's the revelation of the New Testament. He says, whether in the body or out of the body, he says, I don't know, God knows, verse 4. He says, how he was caught up to paradise. So we found out paradise and heaven are the same place. And he heard inexpressible words which are not lawful for a person to utter. Paul says, I was caught up. I was caught up to paradise, I was caught up to heaven, and I heard some things, I saw some things, that I, 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 I can't, it's not even lawful, it's not even proper, it's not right, I can't even tell you everything that I saw. 
God's held me back from telling you every single thing that I've saw. But thank God, he did tell us lots of things that he saw, and he, he hence wrote those in the epistles that Paul's got, these Paulinian or Pauline epistles. Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon. He writes these for us that he's got this revelation of who Jesus Christ now is in the life of a believer. And this is huge because if you don't see this, if you don't, if you're not open to this, then your, your ability to live in victory, your ability to live in the will of God on the earth will be greatly restricted. And so what we've said for the last several weeks is this, look on the screen here, being in Christ, being in Christ is going to affect some things. I think it'll pop up. Being in Christ affects your position. Paul was in heaven. Paul got carried up to heaven. He, he, so again, we'll, we find out, we're going to find out in the weeks ahead that, that this is where you are too. Listen, not trying to freak you out, but, but you're here on the earth. But as far as God's concerned, you were raised up together in Christ. You were made alive together in Christ. You were seated together in Christ in heavenly places. So your place of authority, your place of dominion, your place of reigning and ruling even over your own life is in heaven. Where no longer are you under the hold and the dominion of the devil. God now sees you in Christ. Come on, everybody. Again, your authority, your ability to walk in victory on the earth, and your ability to hear and know the will of God for your life. He heard inexpressible things. So, so listen to me. You're not going to get this at school. You're not going to get this from your own feelings and emotions. You can't dream this up. This is who you are now in Christ. This is how God is going to speak to you. This is how he's going to communicate with you. This is how he's going to talk about you and to you, is that now you are a man or a woman in Christ, you have position in heaven. You're to rule, you're to rank. Come on, remember what he told Adam? He says, Adam, I've given you power, I've given you dominion. Come on, you're, you're over all the works of my hands. Come on, uh, you, you name all the creation things. Listen, he says, be fruitful, be multiplied, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. This is the call, this is the assignment, this is the right. This is the privilege, this is the power that belongs to every person I'm talking to in the room. Come on, come on, clap if you're going to clap. Let's do that. And, and now, and, and now I, I, I'm going to hear some things. I'm going to hear inexpressible words I didn't hear at college huh, that, that I wasn't raised with in my home. All I heard was cursing in my home and what I'm never going to be and what is never going to happen. No, no, that's not who, what I hear in Christ. I'm hearing some things that make me, that, that make me stand back, to, that, that I'm an overcomer. I, I'm more than a conqueror. I, I got the love of God in me. I'm accepted. I, I'm forgiven. I'm delivered. I'm redeemed. I'm blessed. I'm chosen. I'm called. Come on. I'm a son of God. This is who you are in Christ. And if you're not careful, even though you might have heard it, if you don't go back and revisit it continually, you'll forget about it. You'll forget about it. You'll forget about it. We read this a couple weeks ago, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Let me give it to you, the phrase, let me give it to you in a couple different translations. It says this, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, as Christ is, so are we in this world. Well, well, well as he is, as he is right now, seated in heavenly places, ruling and reigning with God Almighty, so you are right now. You're not ruling out from under his reign. Your authority is not 
not, not uh, contingent upon anything you do. It's contingent upon who he is. But as he is, so are we. Think this way. Listen, think this way. Think this way. As he is, he's full of peace right now. So Gary's full of peace right now. He's full of joy right now. So Gary's full of joy right now. Come on, everybody. He, come on, he's got purpose working. So, so Gary's got purpose working in his life right now. He's not really concerned about who's running for office. And so Gary's not going to be really concerned and has, have his face in Facebook and going, oh my God, look what's going on. Come on, everybody. As he is, so are we. Look at a couple different translations. The Good News translation says this. Our life in this world is the same as Christ's. Our life in this world is the same as Christ's. Philip's translation. We realize that our life in this world is actually his life lived in us. So we're not talking about some renegade thought, some, some, something you're doing something apart from what God's will and purpose is for your life. No, you are submitted and you're surrendered to the will of God. And God addresses you and addresses me as a man or a woman who's given their life to Jesus as now living in Christ. You're in him. You're in him. You're in him. So now as he is, you are. What he has, you have. His purpose is your purpose. His plan is now your plan. His focus is now your focus. It doesn't mean you're going to be an itinerant preacher like he was, but the passion to reach people who don't know, the passion to share and to speak and to help and to bless and to lay down your life and let your life be a seed, it's in you. It's in me. Come on, everybody. Now, 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 how, you know, just here's a question. How, how does this practically happen? How, how does, you know, being in Christ as he is, uh, you know, so are we. How does this practically happen? Well, here's how, here's how it happens. He lives in you as you live in him. He's just not in heaven. But now when you gave your heart to Christ, he comes and dwells inside you by the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. And so now I'm not just living as Gary, the old man. No, the scripture told me in, in Ephesians chapter 4, Gary, put off the old man, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man. So, so now, I, I, my old man, the old Gary, the who I was, my, 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 my attention, my direction, my focus, my purpose, I put that off. I, I put off my thought, I put off my ambition, I put off my desires, and, and I'm renewed in the spirit of my mind. We'll talk about it. And, 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 then, I, and then I put on Christ. I, I put him on. I, I put on Christ. I, I let his will direct me. I let his purpose uh, lead me and guide me and speak to me. This is what it means for a man or a woman to be in Christ. Jesus comes. And Jesus, the scripture says, if you abide in me, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you'll be able to ask what you want and it'll be done for you. Meaning the person who's abiding in Christ isn't going to ask for crazy stuff. Isn't going to pursue crazy stuff. And he tells us over and over in John, in the Gospel of John, in the Amplified Bible, if you abide in me, if you're united to me, if you're vitally connected to me, there's going to be change in your life. I'm the vine, you're the branch. What's flowing through me is flowing through you. He says you can't, you can't produce something, you shouldn't produce something different if you're vitally connected to me. <laughs> Uh, there's absolutely no way if you plant a, a tomato seed, it's going to give you an orange plant. It can't. 
the, 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 everything's connected. Everything's, everything's producing the same thing. The same stalk is coming from the same vine. That when, but, but the disconnect is when I let something else contaminate me and get me off focus from what God's will and purpose is for my life. When I become more natural, I become more carnal, I become more fleshly, which all of us, including me, are susceptible to. I become more focused on what I shouldn't be focused on. And my eyes more directed on what shouldn't be directed on. And all of a sudden, I see the will of God, the purpose of God. A moment ago, I see clouds. I see, I see hear wind. I see waves where I say, I can't, I won't, I'll never be that. But you've got to come back to who you are in Christ. Can anybody say amen? amen. So my mind gets renewed. Your mind gets renewed. We've been saying this for, for years now. Listen to me. You have to read the Bible every day. You got no choice. T today is one of my days that, that when I get up early and, and I start getting ready for church, and my, my clock gets off early and um, uh, I get all prepared. And then uh, today is a day that I'll just, just do some exercises at the house. I don't do, I just got some weights at the house and it's just a day that, that I, I put that in part of my routine. Well, today, uh, yesterday, I rode my bike a long way, and I really kind of went hard, and my legs were sore, and my body's a little bit sore. And so Kimberly was getting ready, and she leaves early, and, and I, I'm a sitting, I was, you know, I had my hands like this on the counter, and I said, you know, I just, I just don't know if I should, you know, be exercise today. And, and, you know, and I know, I, and I'm telling her, I'm telling her what I know. And I know that if you do the right thing, feelings come, you know, if you do the right thing, the feelings come later. But if you're waiting for a feeling, you won't do it. I'm telling her this. And then she says, well, I guess you just gotta, can't be moved by your feelings. I, you know what? I love my wife, but sometimes I hate my wife when she tells me the truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. That tongue in cheek. When she tells you what you need to hear, right? So you know what I did? I walked upstairs. I threw down my little mat. I started doing some ab exercises. I know you could tell this morning. And, um, <laughs> and, and did some extra. And, and you know what? What, do you, what happens when you do that? You feel better. You feel better. Why? Because you acted on what you knew you should do. When you read the word and you act on what you know you should do, listen to me, there's spiritual, supernatural benefit that comes with that. Yeah. So, so uh, when it comes to you reading the Word of God, listen to me. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal who Jesus is to you through the Scriptures. That's His job. It's the Holy Spirit's job. So, so when you read the scripture, there's going to be illumination. There's going to be an, an, an opening. There's going to be your eyes are going to see things that you haven't seen up until now. I love what Jesus, again, the Amplified Bible says this concerning this part of the scripture. It says that the Holy Spirit will declare, disclose, and transmit things to you. So, so I don't have to go through life being just ordinary when there's supernatural power available to me. That the Holy Spirit is going to communicate with me as I'm reading the word. All of a sudden, illumination is going to come. He's going to declare some things. going to speak some things. Going to disclose some things that I don't know about. While you're just driving your car, you've been in the word. Maybe it doesn't happen right like right now that you're reading the word. And all of a sudden, you're seeing things. Seeing. It can happen that way. It can happen a week later. It can happen a moment later. It can happen a month later. It can happen all of a sudden. Just because
because you're, you're spending time with, with him who knows all things. All of a sudden, you're, you're, you're changing and you're renewing your mind and you're putting God's word in your heart. And all of a sudden, he brings things up and he reveals things and he speaks things to you. What do you mean he speaks? Just on the inside, you just know, I think I should do this. I, I think I should apply for this. I think I should leave that off. I think I should add this. I, I think I should maybe call that person. I, I, think, I think God wants me to get involved serving here. All those things happen to a man or a woman in Christ when they continually feed their spirit. But if you never hear anything from God, it just is telling you, you got one foot in the grave, baby. You're operating as a natural man, a natural woman, even though there's spiritual power available to you. But it's not just enough that you read the scripture. Listen to me. I'll say it this way. You can be a man or a woman in Christ. Listen, you can be born again, a man or a woman in Christ, born again, and never act on it. Receive no benefit from it. How could that happen? How could I... How could I come to a church like this? And man, come on, we're passionate around here. We lift our hands. We, we praise God. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power and authority of the Word of God. We believe in Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Well, come on, we don't preach Reader's Digest up here or read you something out of Rolling Stone magazine. We preach the gospel up here. Come on, can somebody say amen? amen. You, you know, and you could come and, and listen to me. Listen to me. It'd be like somebody said, like water off a duck's back. <laughs> you come in one way and you just leave the very same way. And yet somebody next to you hears the word of God and they're like, this is the greatest thing since they made peanut butter. This is amazing. And then and, and, and they hear the word of God and then, and then they're not just hearing it. There's something going on in their life. What, what, what is the difference going to be? Let, let's read what James says. James chapter 1 verse 22. He gives us the key. He gives us a key. Check it out. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself every time you hear the word of god on a sunday every time you pick up the word of god at your house every podcast you listen to every youtube video you every book you read you have got to ask yourself and you've got to have a question with the holy spirit god inside you saying help me act on what i'm hearing because if i'm only hearing I am deceiving myself. Look what he says in verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, anyone, that's you, listen to me, this is me. I get no pass because I'm a pastor. If I hear the word and I don't do the word of God, listen to me, I'm not going to receive the benefit of the word of God. So today, listen to me, as we're talking about this, if you're not a reader of the Bible You've got to challenge yourself right now to say, if I'm going to be a man, a woman, a person, a teenager in Christ, I am going to read the Bible every day. I'm going to give time to allow God and his word to enter my heart, to be seed in my heart, and it's going to start producing exactly what he said. I'm going to start there. I'm going to start there. So he tells us, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who observes his natural face in the mirror. Anybody look in the mirror today? Everybody did. Everybody did. But he says he, he observes himself and he goes away and he forgets what kind of man he was. So here's the challenge. I go to the word of God and I read the word of God and I see what kind of man I am. I'm kind. 
I'm gentle. I'm a man of peace. I'm a man of love. I'm, I'm a man of integrity. I'm a man of purpose. I'm a man that provides for his family. I'm a man of sacrifice. I lay down my life. But then I go away. If I don't keep coming back to it, I'll forget it. And it won't work in my life. He tells us, verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. This isn't a one and done. This isn't a Sunday thing. This is an everyday thing. An everyday thing. If you continue in it and you're not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one, you one, me one, you will be blessed in what he does. You are not blessed in just what you hear. It is more blessed, thank God, to hear. You can hear, thank God, for the blessing of hearing. But there is no blessing to produce change in your life just by hearing. The blessing is in doing the Word of God. So let's make a declaration this morning right now. Say it after me. I am a doer of the Word, not just a hearer. Yeah. So when you apply yourself to the Word of God and then you do the Word of God, listen to me you're going to start seeing benefits in your life. You're going to start seeing the fruit of the Word of God working in your life. More peace, more joy, more love, more purpose, uh, less stress, less anxiety. All that stuff is going to go away. So let's just lay it out before we move on to one other thing this morning. And it is the main thing I want to drill down. This is all preamble to what I want to talk about. So thanks for listening. Here it is. The only word that will work for you is the word that you do. Listen to me. I'm preaching to you this morning, and there should be a holy hush right now, which there is. The only word that will work for you is the word that you do. I don't get healthy because you're eating healthy. I don't get strong because you're getting strong. I don't have a great marriage because I heard about how great your marriage was. I don't, I, I, I don't have this great, great, great insight onto how caused my business to, 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 to increase and, and, and have success in my life because it's working in your, I can hear the testimony, but until I apply the principles, I'm going to be stuck in the same rut I am. And my prayer and my ambition for every one of us in this room is, come on, we get out of the rut that we're in. Come on, everybody. And we start seeing God and the Word of God and the power of God working in our life like never before. Come on, signs and wonders and miracles, people getting saved, people getting restored, people getting delivered. We start seeing, we start seeing crazy stuff that's God's stuff in the book of Acts working in your and my life. We start walking in the joy of the Lord, like I said, the love of God like never before. We start having marriages that are healthy and whole, and we start seeing God just do some amazing things. Anybody down with that this morning? Come on, amen, amen. Amen, amen. So, so let, let's, make a, uh, uh, let, let's make a shift for the last 18 minutes we've got together. It, it, is that I've been alarmed in, in the body of Christ, and this is the alarming part that I've seen in the body of Christ, is that we've got so many people that come to church and they know more about the Old Testament and the stories of the Old Testament 
and, and, and they know more about Samson, and they know more about the Red Sea, and, and they know more about Abraham, which, which is powerful, but they know more about that than they do what the New Testament says. Listen to me. Paul's letters aren't telling you what you'll one day be, what you hope to be, or what you're trying to be. Paul's letters are going to tell you what you are now in Christ. In the Old Testament, listen to me, they had no, the, the, the word Christ wasn't there. They were, they, were, they were looking for the Messiah, which we know is the Christ. We know that. But, but if we're not careful, we'll spend so, many so much time just, just, thank God for the Psalms. Listen to me. I'm not telling you do not read the Old Testament. I'm telling you, yes, it is foundation for what we have in the New Testament. Yes, there should be a knowledge and an understanding about who God was and what he did with the Exodus and the prophets. And yes, about the Psalms, 150 of them. And yes, the wisdom from Proverbs. Thank God. And, and when we, we see all these, the David is the king and the type of Christ. Yes, absolutely 100% but but if i know more about uh, about three stone or five stones and then slinging at a, a giant and coming down and, and I, that's all i'm hearing but i don't hear more and more about now who i am in christ listen to me i can't be living as a new testament believer only eating old testament food so let's just throw it out this way look on the screen if all you do is identify with the Old Testament, then you can't get New Testament or New Covenant results. If all you do is identify with that. So look, the Old Covenant looks forward to what the Messiah would do. The Old Covenant was looking forward to the King coming and, and redeeming us and, and changing us and, and, and get, getting Rome off our backs and getting the wickedness and giving us land. It looks forward to that. But listen, the new covenant looks back. The, the new covenant looks backward to what Jesus did. So, so now we're looking back at the cross. We're looking at what Christ did in his death, burial, and resurrection for us. So once again, we're not trying to get God to do something for us. We're trying to see what God already did for us. He already won the battle for you. Your battle, your fight is not against principalities and powers and the rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. They're there. The scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God, buddy. Hear it and do it and stand against. You've got power to withstand any attack of the enemy in your life. Come on, everybody. That's what the scripture says. But in the Old Testament, they're fighting every Goliath. They're fighting him, and we don't fight that way. We have a fight from the victory. We have a fight looking back to what he's done and standing in the word of God, declaring it is done and it is finished in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Say amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so one more time, and this might be new to you, but, but again, if you're always trying to get Jesus to do something that he already did, you're operating under a wrong covenant. Please, please, oh, won't you heal me? Won't you heal me? Oh, won't you bless me? Uh, what? Uh, um, I, I, I thought by Jesus' stripes you were healed. I, I, I thought I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So I'm not careful. I'll be operating under an old covenant and wondering, how come I got no results? If I'm a man in Christ, how come I'm not seeing anything 
that the New Testament promises. Maybe you're messing two covenants together. Come over here to the new covenant. Find out who you are in Christ. Find out what's provided for you in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Stand on that. Start walking in that. Start renewing your mind to it. And you're going to start seeing God work in your life like never before. Amen. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 tells us this. But we all with unveiled face. Look at this. Unveiled face. We behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed. How? We're being transformed in the very same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. The, the, if you read further up in this, in this chapter, Paul talks about that this was when Moses came down that mountain. He had the veil on his face and, and the, the, the glory of God was shining through Moses because he'd been in God's presence for 40 days and 40 nights. And they said, Moses, man, we, come on. Your, your, your face is like an iPhone at night, man. Come on, put, put a veil on there, baby. And put, he put a veil on there and, 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 and he says, this is the same thing that now, now, now we all, we all, we all, we all, just like Moses, we all, but we don't have a veiled face. We got an unveiled face that we can behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Listen, in a mirror. Here, look, look whoa, whoa, whoa. Who, who is being shown their face in the mirror? I don't see you. I don't see my past. I see me, me, me right now, June 18th, 2023. I see me. I see me. Not Gary from 40 years ago. Not Gary 40 years in the future. I see Gary right now. I see you. I see you. I see who I am in Christ right now. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I see this. I see the reflection. I'm going to act like Christ. I'm going to think like Christ. I'm going to do like Christ. Remember, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. All things become new. I'm not an addict. I see me in Christ. I'm not addicted to pornography. I see me in Christ. I'm not a hater. I'm not a racist. I'm not a gossiper. I'm not stingy. I'm not tight. I'm not a hater. I'm not a defamer. I'm not a, I'm not a cursor. I see me in that mirror of the word of God in Christ. Amen, everybody. Amen. See yourself in that reflection. In that reflection. Now, uh, uh, again, this was 18 minutes ago. Now I've got 11 minutes. You guys need to listen a little bit faster. <laughs> in the book of Hebrews, Paul, or excuse me, the, the writer, we don't know if it's Paul or not, but the writer, the author, is writing to Jews, and, and, and the writer is writing to these Jews who became Christians, and, and the Jews were trying to get these Christian Jews to come back under Judaism. And so Paul is having this discussion with them, or excuse me, I don't know if it's Paul or not, but the writer of Hebrews is writing this to them. And he goes in chapter 9, and we're going to read several scriptures, so just, just, just bear with me as we read these, because it's setting up where we want to go in the weeks ahead. Is that he, the, the writer talks about the tabernacle, the writer talks about the high priest, the writer talks about all these articles that are in the tabernacle, you know, the show bread, and they had the, 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 the golden lampstand and, and the altar of incense, had all that going on, if you remember that. And, and then he starts talking about some things that are, apparent, that, 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 that are pertinent for us today. So, so starting in Hebrews chapter 9, lots of verses, about eight in a row. Check it out in the Living Bible. Uh, he, Hebrews 9, verse 8. And, and the Holy Spirit uses all this to point out some things to us. 
Interesting. The Holy Spirit is now going to use those things in the Old Testament, point things out to you that you need to know right now. That under the old system, the common people, that was me and you, we weren't, we weren't priests. The common people couldn't go into the Holy of Holies as long as the outer room and the entire system uh, uh, it, it represents was still in use. You, you, you couldn't go in there. You had no access to the Holy of Holies. Only the high priest could. You had no access to that. This is Old Covenant. He says, this is an important lesson for us today. For under the old system, the, the old system, I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad that, that I, I, I've got a new system in my car called power steering. Some of y'all have no idea. Y'all young. I remember the cars back in the day when you would turn, you grab that wheel. And, and I remember in the day when, when you wanted the window down. And forgive me if you've got a car like this. No dig. You had to do like this. An old system. Now there's a new system. For under the old system, gifts and sacrifices were offered, but these failed to cleanse the hearts of the people who brought them. Hmm. The old system wouldn't cleanse your heart. For the old system dealt with only certain rituals, what foods to eat and drink, rules for washing themselves, and rules about this and that. The old system had all kind of rules and regulations for you. And if you've ever been to one of these old covenant churches, ah, oh, all them saints, they'll look at you kind of sideways and kind of like, ah, ah. They're operating under old covenant without any kind of love. Hmm. The, the people had to keep these rules to tide them over until Christ came with God's new and better way. Come on, say, we got a new and better way. We got a new and better way. Look what he says. He came as a high priest, a better system. We got a better system that now we have. He, he went into that greater, perfect tabernacle in heaven. So, so, okay, there was a tabernacle on earth, but there's a tabernacle in heaven. And not made by men, nor were part of this world, verse 12. And, and once for all, look at this, once and for all, he took the blood into that inner room, the Holy of Holies, and he sprinkled it on the mercy seat. But it was not the blood of goats and calves. No, he took his own blood. And with it, he by himself made sure of our eternal salvation. Wow, can somebody say amen? amen. And if under the old system, so here we go. If under the old system, the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of young cows could cleanse men's bodies from sin. Look what he says, verse 14. No? <laughs> Boom. Just think. Come on, read it with me. One, two, three, read. Just think how much more surely the blood of Christ will transform our lives and our hearts. Can somebody say amen? amen. Our lives and our hearts transform. Now it's not just a bunch of rules and regulations. Now it's not you trying to perform. Now it's not you trying to act out. No, it's you working out what Christ has worked on the inside of you. Now you're not trying to get God's approval. Now you have God's approval. Now you're not trying to become known. You are known by God. You're not trying to be a Christian. You are now a Christ follower. Read verse 15. I think we got, let's read a few more verses. Verse 15, maybe one. For by the help of the eternal Holy Spirit, Christ willingly gave himself to God to die for our sins. He being perfect 
without a single sin or fault. Christ did. It's not an animal. It's not an Old Testament sacrifice of bulls or goats. It's Christ's blood. And Christ came with this new agreement so that all who are invited may come and have forever all the wonders God has promised them. Can somebody say amen and amen and amen? Read this last part. For Christ died to rescue them, you, me, from the penalty of the sins they had committed while still under that old system. We have a new system. We have a new covenant. We have a new authority. We have a new name. Come on, everybody. We have a new purpose. We have the same God, but he's operating, working in us and to us and through us differently. They did not have Christ on the inside of them like we do in the new covenant now. That God had to work from the outside. God had, God had all kinds of things, supernatural manifestations to get guys approval. And thank God for the supernatural today. But we're not necessarily moved by any spectacular thing. We're moved and we're led by the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside. It's we're moved and we're led by the power and the authority of the Word of God. We understand now who He says we are. This is just who we are. What He says He's got for me, this is just what He has for me. Not based on my law, not based on what I do, what I don't do. If I measured up, if I sinned last week, if I smoked dope last night and I came rolling to church this morning, if I say, God, forgive me, you are forgiven. Come on, you're a new person in Christ. Come on, come on. He became sin, we read it, Galatians 2.20. He became sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. All my sin... All your sin was put on Christ on the cross, and now he gives you perfect righteousness, perfect right standing with him to stand in the presence of God without the sense of sin, shame, guilt, or inferiority. So you don't come dragging up like, like, like a little puppy with your tail in between your legs and, and thinking, just looking for, a, looking for a handout. And when you read the Gospels, listen to me, when you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that are beautiful, and you need to read them. You need to read them with a new covenant, a New Testament mindset. Because if you don't, you read it because it was still operating when Jesus came, bridging the old with the new, such as this. When we read a story like the Syrophoenician woman who had a daughter who was demonized and had no covenant with God, <laughs> And she comes and she begs Jesus to come heal her daughter that's demonized. And the scripture says, Jesus answered her not a word. Listen, Jesus will never not answer you a word. Don't get that mindset. God, God won't talk to me. I never hear God. No, no, you hear God. You can hear God. He's your, on today, he's your loving heavenly father. And so she, she, she came and she, she fell at his feet. And she said, she said, she said Lord, Lord come, come heal my daughter. And Jesus said this. Listen to me. Jesus said this to this woman who's not in covenant with him. And he says, daughter, it's not proper that we take the children's bread and give it to little dogs. The Gentiles, the Syrophoenicians, it was a term they used, dogs outside covenant with God. And the woman says this, yes, Jesus, or Lord, but even the dogs get to eat the crumbs 
that fall from the master's table. And while we all, listen to me, while we all celebrate, and I do, I celebrate the, 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 the authenticity and I celebrate the heart that the woman had and the passion she had. And she, she, all, all I need is a crumb. Listen to me. If you're not careful, you will identify your need receiving ability. The only thing you can receive from God and the only thing he's willing to give you is a crumb. Listen to me. That's Old Testament. New Testament is you have access to all the bread you need. Everything you need. I prepare a table before you, Old Testament, in the presence of my enemies. I anoint your head with oil. What a great scripture in Psalm 23. Your cup runs over. Praise the Lord. I've got access to everything on the table, not just a crumb. If I'm worthy enough, Lord, would you? Well, would you look down from heaven and just stretch out your hand? And would you? Would you? Would you? What, what do you mean, would you? Come boldly to the throne room of grace to find mercy and grace to help in time of need. I come boldly. How? Hebrews 9. By and through the blood of Jesus that is the new and the living way already provided for me. I come before you, Father, not begging, but thanking you that you're good and you hear me when I pray. And when I leave this time of prayer, I'm thanking you that you answer me and you see me and you hear me and you're bringing to pass what I'm asking of you because you're a good, good Father. Come on, somebody shout amen. Come on, come on, shout amen, everybody. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Come on, just say that with me. You're good, Father. Come on, you're good, Father. You're just good, Father. You're good. Father, all morning, come on, bow your head. We've been talking about a man, a woman in Christ. I just thank you that we're those people. These in this room, these online, we are these people. You're revealing, Holy Spirit, to us, through the scriptures, who Jesus is. We said a moment ago, Lord God, we're not just going to be hearers only deceiving ourselves. We're going to be a doer of the word. So, Father, I pray all week you're going to put a hunger and a passion in us. We're stirring ourselves up. We're not waiting for a feeling. We're going to read the word all week. We're going to read the word. We're not going to read. We're going to do the word. The word that we're reading, we're going to apply and do it in our life. We're going to look. We're going to see the, what the word says we are. And we're saying that's who we are. We're not going to be a forgetful here. We're going to be an active doer. And we're going to see you work in our life. Father, I pray that you would bring and alert us if we're operating under an old covenant. Begging, crying, pleading. We know, Father, there's an absolute time that we're on our knees and we're crying out to you. And Father, we know that's truth in old covenant and new covenant. But Father, the, the, the attitude, the the cry changes from a person who knows how willing you are, how generous you are, and how benevolent you are versus the person who is trying to get you to do something because they're unsure. Thank you for the surety that we can have in the scripture of a man or a woman in Christ that we find ourselves connected to you 
living as you are in this world with the same purpose, the same passion, the same power as you. Father, show up this week in our lives as we lay down our lives and enter into a new place with you. Be glorified in us, O oh God. Be glorified. Set up the week, O oh God, for us. Bring people across our path that need to hear a word in season. Let us, let us speak life over them. Use us this week, Father, we pray. Come on, all over the room while your head's bowed. Come on, just 60 more seconds. You're in the room. Maybe you've never prayed this before. Maybe you have prayed a prayer like this before, but you're away from God. You just know within your heart right now this morning, I don't know Jesus. I, maybe I knew him before. Maybe I went to Sunday school, went to vacation Bible school, but I don't know Jesus. I'm not living for him right now. Today's the day that that changes. Come on, you've been brought into this room. You've been brought here right now, and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. When I count to three, just lift up your hand. We're all going to say a prayer out loud. I'm not going to ask you to come up to the front, but right there where you're at, there'll be a spiritual transaction that happens right there in your seat. Your attention, your, your prayer, and your, your focus towards God, he's going to hear you right there. So all over the room, if you don't know Jesus and you want to be included in this prayer, come on, I count to three, just lift your hand. Come on, one, two, three, all over the room. Say, pray for me, that's me, I want Jesus. Awesome, awesome, thank you. See ya. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. All right, come on, put your hands down. Pray this with me, everybody in the room. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. In Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I say with my mouth, and I believe it in my heart, God raised Jesus from the dead. Be my Lord. Be my Savior forever and ever. I repent. I change my mind. I'm changing my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's clap for everybody to raise their hand this morning. Come on, what a great decision you just made. Yeah, come on, somebody. Come on, angels are rejoicing. Come on, heaven's shouting this morning. Come on, we can clap just 10 more seconds. Come on.